You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back to the 750. I am your O, RG Ochoa, your 75 two time Super Bowl champion. Tony Casillas will be here in just a moment. We have a very special episode of the 750 in store for you today. We've been teasing it all week long. You know, we talk all the time about how we have a two time Super Bowl champion on our roster on the Blog and the Boys podcast feed. That's Tony Casillas. Well, today we are joined by a five-time Super Bowl champion. That's right, the one and only Charles Haley joined the show. We had a fantastic conversation about what, you know, Charles and Tony were able to accomplish with the Cowboys in the 90s, kind of what went into all that, Charles's time with the San Francisco 49ers, we got Charles's thoughts on the current Cowboys, uh, and uh, and a whole lot else. It's a conversation that I think you are very much going to enjoy, so I will not keep you from it much longer. Remember, you can subscribe to the Blog and the Boys podcast feed on all major podcast platforms. That's Apple devices, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. We are everywhere. You get access to all of our shows. Obviously, this one, the 750, we get a morning breakdown for you every day on the Ojo Girls Talking Boys, Talking the Star, and our new show broadcasting the boys. Let's get to it. Five time Super Bowl champion Charles Haley joins us next. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected, and 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome, everyone. It is Tuesday. And you know what that means? It's time for the 750 along with RJ Ochoa. I'm Tony Casillas. And I don't know about you, RJ, but I'm still mourning just a little bit because on Sunday was the last dance, the, literally the last dance of the Michael Jordan Bulls. So it's pretty epic. Yeah, I um, it's a nostalgic time, certainly looking back on what the 1990s were uh, from a sports landscape. But um, it was it was a fun five week ride. And I, uh, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot more footage and it would be nice if they put it together in some more episodes for us to watch. And I'm even more excited about uh, the, the, our first guest I know that we've had on our podcast, the 750. 
a guy that was dominated in the 90s. Uh, just when you look at his resume, I mean, it's just amazing. But I'll just bring him in, five-time Super Bowl champion, uh, one less than Michael Jordan, <laughs> football Hall of Famer, and just uh, – a mother, a brother from another mother. That would be the great Charles Haley. Hey, Chuck, man, thanks for hopping on the 750 with us, brother. Tony, I'll do anything for you. RJ, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> Charles, um, you know, I think what a lot of people admired about Jordan watching it, and, and some people had a problem with, but, you know, we don't have to worry about that, is, is exactly, uh, my, my dog agrees, how committed he was to winning and and he even now you know doesn't feel badly about it and and just kind of acknowledge that look i'm i'm here to win and i'm going to sell everything i have to to accomplish that objective um that's kind of been what a lot of people associate you with in your mentality when you played i mean was it truly about look if if we win that's the number one objective and as long as we're winning everything else will figure itself out afterwards um you know um we have to, I have to look at reality. I've never won, um, you know, anything before we win our division in, in high school, but at Madison, we never won anything. And, um, and, you know, I got to play for the 49ers around the great guys. And within two years, we won a Super Bowl. And, um, I never tasted that before. So, you know, and that, it, you know, it was sweeter than honey. And I, I just said, I want I want another one. And, um, so, what I did was I never put my Super Bowl ring on because I never wanted to be satisfied. And, um, and you know, that drive, that love of the game, man, pushed me um, through a lot of things, a lot of injuries, you know. And, and I, I alienated a lot of people when I played. Um, and, um, you know, at this point in my life, I can go back. And some I can apologize to, and the rest of them I just don't care. Yeah, well – like Isaiah Thomas and a couple other guys. And it was just amazing to see, you know, how a competitor was and all that footage. And, you know, and, and Charles, you know, and, and I had a really pretty good perspective with you and, you know, playing with you in, in Dallas. But the thing that you just touched on is watching you pay, play through pain. A lot of people don't understand that the last two or three years of your, or your career, uh, I mean, you, you went through, you battled back injuries. And I remember right before a game, I'm thinking, is Charles actually, I mean, he can't even walk, but is, is, is Charles, let alone, is he going to be able to, to play in the game? And yet there was this type of uh, competitiveness and this, this, you know, this ability to play and, and the compartmentalized pain. I mean, that's kind of the way you set examples by, you know, your peers is seeing you go through that. It's almost like if that dude can do that, then I can go out there and play. My problems aren't that bad. Well, you know, um, Tony, I, you know, I, you know, I always, you know, I, my mind is stronger than my body. And I would tell myself that by the time somebody get, by the time people go through my strength, they'll never reach my weakness. So um, that was my mindset when I walked out on the field. It doesn't matter um, what my physical condition is. It's, it's about how strong my mind is. And, and that helped push me through a lot of things. You know, I was determined to win, man. I was around a bunch of great guys. I, you know that that you know I, they push me every day. Tony, y'all push me every day because you know what we sat out there and at practice, man on oh man, you know we didn't hide anything, we didn't take anything, man, and um, we 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 set a standard, a high standard, and um, and um, you know Jimmy Jimmy held us to it. Charles, that standard is something that I think a lot of people have thought has been missing from the current Cowboys. I mean, 
what, how do you create that? I mean, you guys, you mentioned it held each other accountable and, you know, had a lot of other teammates that did as well. Where, where does that come from? A lot of people attributed to you and, and, and joining the Cowboys, having had success elsewhere. How does that all start? Well, um, it, you know, it, it comes from the top down. You know, your head coach, down to your position coach, your coordinator down to your position coach, and then down to the players, you know, um, you know, you have to understand um, guys get paid a whole, whole lot of money. And um, it's not like when I was playing where I wanted to teach the young guys how to be great. Today, they only teach themselves how to be great. They don't reach down to help anybody, pull anybody else up. So, therefore, when you walk into the game, you just got one guy or two guys coming in the game that can play. Then the rest of them come in the game, you know, going like, okay, what what do I have to do? You know, you can watch somebody um, do it over and over again, but until somebody puts you on their wings and teach you how to look at the game, how to prepare for the game, and what it takes to win, then you'll never, you'll never reach that goal. Yeah, it, you know, I think so. When you when you, you you talk about something like that, Charles, a lot of the older generation, excuse me, the younger generation, like there's, you know, us as a bunch of older guys talking about the way it used to be. But you know, how does that perpetuate? Is that is it because of social media? Is it because all the money guys make? I mean, is it you know not earning your stripes? I mean, where does it where does it start and really get to this mode where guys just don't do the the, the little things that someone like you was such a great formidable player. Doesn't do little things to make themselves better. Well, Tony, you know it's um, when when you know when guys get paid a whole whole lot of money, and then the next guy behind you is making five hundred thousand dollars. So you realize that if you teach him what you know, that you ain't gonna be around long enough. But if you really want to win a championship, it's not about the money. It's about you know just the love of the game. You know, I I took pride in being a forty nine or a cowboy. And I, the reason why I took pride was because every time I stepped out, the fans stepped up. And every time we went to games as a Cowboy, no matter what stadium we went to, it was home field advantage. So I had to give those guys respect, you know, from the janitor up to Jerry Jones, you know. Um, and the only way you can do that is is just to, you know, just to be, you know, team, team is not I. And that's what they need to learn learn about team and, um, and, and, you know, and that you have to hold people accountable. There is no accountability in the Cowboys locker room. Nobody holds anybody accountable. You just, they can come to practice late. They can, you know, it's, it's like if you come to practice on time, you're late and you get fined for it. And, you know, they, they come five minutes late and um, there's no repercussion for it. Um, so there's no discipline. Um, it, it's amazing to me. Um, how the game has changed so, so much. And coaches now, they want to be their friends instead of, um, uh, you know, just being, a, a you know, a good coach, a teacher. Charles, you mentioned, you know, things changing. How much do you think is, the, you know, the, the the times? You mentioned coaches want to be friends, but, um, you know, Tony mentioned social media. Uh, I think a lot of it is guys, every guy has their own brand, has their own focus, has their own internal reasons. I mean, so you you become, and the Cowboys have been a team that have been accused of this. In, instead of 53 players for one team, you have 53 brands trying to do their own thing using the vehicle of the Cowboys in this instance. 
Well, you know what? Jerry's a great salesman. He sold them guys on how great they are. And then, and so, you know, they don't feel like they have to go on the field and show that on the field. You know, I, my, my thing is, is um, all the celebrations and all that crap. You know, when you go on the field and you start celebrating, you know what? Uh, you start losing some of that momentum. And then it, it comes back to bite you in the butt. You know, you can ask the 49ers about that. That celebration and next thing you know, you know, the game is on the line. And um, I, I just feel like, you know, guys, you know, guys can express themselves. They can go, they can have a web page. They can have Twitter. They can have whatever they want. But that should be when, you, when, when, when you're home doing it. It shouldn't be when you're in a locker room. You know, the phones, man, everybody's on their phone playing games or texting or emailing. Nobody's in the classroom trying to learn. And um, and that bugs me, man, because you know we took our lunch into the into the um, to our room classroom, and we sat there and watched film together. We talked about it, so you know there was no miscommunication. All right, I'm going to try to put you on the spot here real quick, and, and you mentioned coaching, and and, and all, you know, obviously the, the Cowboys made a change, the new coach, and you went from uh, Jason Garrett to Mike McCarthy, a guy that's a, a proven commodity in the National Football League, but hell. I mean, you play with you play for some great coaches. You know, Bill Walsh. Uh, you know, George Seifert. Uh, well, I mean, Bill Walsh, and then uh, Jimmy Johnson. Uh, so, if if you had to pick between those two coaches, and I know that you'll probably play politics, because I like the way you play. It. I mean, which one would you pick, and which one? I'm not going to play politics. Bill Walsh was the, was the greatest coach I ever played for because he, you know, he 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 challenged me mentally. And physically, he, you know, he was a no nonsense guy. But um, you know, he 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 loved me for some reason. I don't know why. And uh, you know, he followed me my whole career. Even you know, three days before he died, he was still calling me and said, "Charles, what can I do to help you?" And um, I never understood that kind of love. Um, you know, Jimmy. You know, the reason why he's in the Hall of Fame is because he took the youngest team in the NFL and took them to the house twice. And um, you have to respect that, you know. He was very determined. Um, he was he was more like like me, where he didn't really care about um, building relationships. He was about winning. Uh, winning was everything, and you know you can't take that away from a man. But the other coach that I loved a lot was Barry Switzer, man. Um, you know, he <laughs> hey, I forgot to include him, yeah. man. Without hey, a doubt, man. man. That's that's my dog. <laughs> yeah, you know, and and. Very, very um, turned loose the reins and said, "Okay, you be, you know, you take care of your own house. You, I'm gonna let you be a man." And um, I think that that helped me grow the, the biggest because, um, you know, you get tired of, of people telling you what to do all the time. And Barry gave us the opportunity to grow as men. Now a lot of guys, a lot of guys took that because you know Jimmy kept his foot on on back of that neck, and you know so. A lot of guys took that to go crazy, um, you know, and do all the stupid stuff. But you know what? I respect Barry for the man that he is. I, you know, I, I, I probably didn't ask that question right away. I didn't mean politics, but I was going to ask you, which coach would you prefer out of those three coaches you just mentioned? Um, I, um, you know, Bill. <laughs> you know what? It, you know what? I'm that's a tough that. question. I, I think that that's, I mean, that's a fair one, but it's hard because they all were so good. Bill, Switzer, and then Jimmy. And and the reason why that is, is Switzer let me into his, 
his family, you know, with his kids, you know, his, um, you know, his daughter, you know, I, you know, he, you know, we went motorcycle riding, you know, um, he built a relationship with me and, and Jimmy was more businesslike. And, um, so, you know, I, you know, now when I look back, cause you know what, me and Jimmy, we butted heads sometimes. And, um, you know, I got a chance to sit there with the man and you know what, it was emotional, but, um, I got to apologize because we both had the same objective, but like I told him, there can, you know, there can only be one. There can, there, there can't be two alpha males in the same room together or there will be a fight. It sounds like Charles, that, that each of these coaches were what you needed in, in that specific time of your life, you know, and, and one led you to the other and, and the development of your career and your life and the development of just the world in general, all kind of rolled into the right way, um, you know, at every step of your journey. What about some players? I mean, besides Tony, you guys are obviously still close. I mean, who, who are some people that, you know, it's not as well publicized that you were maybe you went and rode motorcycles with as well? Well, you know, I, I'm the D line guys, man. You know, Tony Russell, um, Chad, um, Tony Tolbert. You know, uh, you know those guys. You know, I bonded with a lot. Jim Jeffco. It was just um, I didn't bond with too many guys. You know, and I'm not gonna sit and try to um, lie to you. You know, hey, it is what it is. And um, and you know, my my relationship with most guys was business like. You know, and uh, you know, Big Papa, Big Nate, you know, and uh, Mark Tourney. I really, really enjoyed those guys, you know, Darren Woodson, um, you know, and Pup. So um, it, there was a few guys, man, that, um, you know, you had to do your damn job in order for me to have respect for you. You know, you didn't, you know, a lot of guys got to be told how to do it. But, you know, guys like me and guys like Tony and, and, and the guys that I love, you know, you don't have to be told, you know, just, hey, we're Marines. Just get the hell out the way and let's do our job. You were talking about, you know, the expectation. You know, they had guys, Gerald McCoy's, uh, you know, different guys in free agency and guys that can play. But I was going to ask you, how how wide is the how wide is the, the wind? The, excuse me, the window open. I mean, is it? You know, we talk about the offensive line, how good they are, and then that's you know, the, on paper, the, that's a strong point. But where's the trajectory? Is it up or is it is the window closing? That offensive line is not as good as people think. Um, you know, and I tell them every day when I go over there, you know, hey, they've been eating their own soup because, you know what, um, they're not opening up holes like they used to. Um, they're they're getting knocked back into Dak's um, lap. You know, I you know I try to I try to tell the guys, okay, I look at the um, guys that they're going against, and and I try to tell them, man. But you know, when you got two weak links in the offensive line. Then let me tell you, you, you're not going to be successful. You know, you can have one and, and be okay, but you know, when you when you start having two, it's going to be hard. But um, when you look at um, the acquisition Jared did um, with wide receivers, and they got a back, I I, I really think um, now they can really have um, a mediocre offensive line and win. Charles, you um you touched on Dak for a second talking about the offensive line. What are your thoughts? I mean, obviously he's the biggest story around the team these days. Uh, you believe in Dak as the future? I don't understand the story. You know, I, I, Dak is the only quarterback that the Cowboys ever had that they didn't pay. And they didn't pay. They normally pay him a year before. 
and um, I, I don't understand. Um, I don't know what the man has to do um, to prove himself, man. He, hey, you know, look at look at how many yards he's throwing up. Um, you know, it, it's 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 just um, hard to understand that um, he, you know, he's a very motivated guy. You know, he talked about you know being picked in the fourth round. And and a bunch of guys before him at quarterback, you know, he's still pissed off about that. And um, you know, and I told him, I said, you know what, I'm I'm better than you are because they moved up to get me in the fourth round. So um, you know, so I you know I pick at him all the time, man. But you know, um, you know, the guy wants to do everything right, and I think he's done that. I think he's proven to the Cowboys that um, that he he is the quarterback of the future. You know, Andy Dalton. Give me a damn break. Hey, that brother can't win. He can put up some numbers during the um during the regular season, but Jesus Christ, he never showed up during the playoffs. So, you know, I, I just don't believe um Jerry and them think they can win with this guy. Yeah, I think that that's uh Jerry's bargaining chip right there, Andy Dalton. So let me so so <laughs> so what is so what is the hesitation? Is it is it a five-year deal, a four-year deal that, you know, in your eyes that, that Dak wants? What's the hesitation? Is it 35, 36, 37 million? What is the sticking point on both sides, you think? Well, you know what? I don't know. I don't know about the contract-wise, but, you know, if I if I had to um, take a guess, it's about the money being up front. Um, I think that's the, probably the issue, um, but I don't know. I, I haven't talked to anybody and. um uh, and I don't want to talk to anybody. I just think that um, um, those guys need to come together and um, make commitments to each other. You know what? Um, I'm going to do A, B, and C, and, and you know, and I expect this from you guys, and uh, and move on. This should not be a damn story every week, every day, whether Dak is going to be here or not. That is that is the dumb crap. And you know, Tony, you pissing me off talking about Andy, Andy Dalton, man. You know, um, you know, the only thing Andy Dalton gonna do when Dak get there is pray that he don't get hurt. Well, let's just hope that uh, it's not another Brandon Whedon experience. All right. So, hey, I, I got to ask you this because this whole band, uh, you know, pandemic and everything that's gone on, and you know, I obviously want to ask you how your adaptation is to, as we try to, you know, get through the social distancing, but. If there's foot, if there's a football season in the National Football League, which I think a lot of people think there is, I mean, there's a pretty good vibe out there. But playing without fans, I, mean, I, I you know, RJ and I talk about this, uh, you know, the situation. But what are your thoughts of playing in, in a stadium without fans, and how would that affect your play? Well, you know what they can they can do this a lot of different ways, man. They, you know, if, um, if, you know, they've already sold the tickets, but you know. They can they can put speakers in there where the fans fans can stand up. You know, it it got to be live. It got to you know they can have fans outside. You know, of the stadium. I I just you know what, I think that we have to move on to the new norm. If that means that players um, have to be quarantined into a hotel for a whole season, then that's what we need to do. Um, we all have to sacrifice, and um, you know if, if we're not going to sacrifice then um, we don't deserve to have um, an NFL season. And they will play. They will play. And um, and I, I look forward to it. I look forward to working with guys, man. I, I You know, I, I just, you know, I think that's the best part of my um, 
of my life is when I get the uh, opportunity to go over and mentor some of these guys and, and push them, you know, and tell them they suck. But um, um, they probably don't like that part, though. But um, I, I just can't resist. Charles, who sucks the least? I mean, you know, who, who do you not have to tell they suck all that much? Well, you know what? Um, I can tell you now, um, Zeke is an alpha dog, baby. You ain't got to worry about him now. Hey, hey, he's a, hey. He, you, you don't have to worry about that dog. That dog likes to hunt. Yeah, I mean, it just seems to me his worth ethic and everything that he he does to prepare himself. All right, I got I guess uh, I got a couple for you. Uh, and man, again, we appreciate you coming on the seven five zero. Um, and this is another question I asked you about the coaches, but you played with three really great quarterbacks: Joe Montana, Steve Young, and Troy Aikman. Out of those three guys, and again, I'm going to put you on the spot. I mean, if you had to go to battle, which one would you take? And what made all three of those guys special when it came to their leadership and leading their team? Well, you know what, guys, you have to um, – uh, Joe Montana is number one. Joe is, is the uh, – you know, is, is that frat brother that you had that's going to um, crack jokes, going to laugh, going to, um, you know – Go drink a cold beer. Yeah, you know, and um, – and, you know, and, you know, then Steve, man, you know, when I was there, you know, all he did was mope. I didn't know he could talk until he got on television, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, but now we're friends, you know, and uh, Troy, man, you know, hey, Troy would show up sometimes to different things that we did. And, you know, and, and today we're best friends, man. I, I you know, I, like I told him, he's like Steve, man. He never, he never gave up, gave us an opportunity to know him like I know him now, um, you know, we hang out, we talk, you know, when I had my double knee surgery, um, Tony and double knee replacement surgery, you know, Tony, you showed up, Troy showed up, Dion, Nate, Tony Tobert, um, you know, and, 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 um, so on, man, it was just, um, and Emmett, I just, you know, that's when, that's when, I, you know, it, it, it hit me that, um, Guys may not love me, but they respect me, and they respected me enough to come and and support me through that through that hard time, man. It was um, it was really hard, and um, I, I really want to thank you guys for for that support, man. Because um, you know, I don't know how I would have made it through it, man. It, hey, this is one of the hardest undertaking, but the best undertaking I ever did, man. Because um, I feel like a man, you know. Um, before if I get touched, man, I'm hitting the ground now. Hey, you can bring it, baby. I'm good. You line no, up on the edge, I'm bringing it again one now. more time, brother. Hey. I, I, I love having you. That's the most vulnerable state you were in, laid up in the hospital bed with two two knee replaces. Man, that's when I had you. But man, that was great, man, to be able to come and just reminisce and everything about that. And and look, I I got to have my my left knee replaced next month. So man, I'm gonna I need so much love. Also, I'll show up. <laughs> Just don't look at that video, okay? <laughs> nah, don't look at that video. Oh, no. No, I, yeah, I, I, I make cancel if I, want, I watch I that. Okay, I'll go back to college. You know what? Just do your damn job, okay? I told, <laughs> I told the doctor, I said, look, people been trying to kill me since I was a kid. Don't let them do it on your job, on your, on you know, on, you know, on your time. So um, um, that was that was my uh, statement to him, you know, and uh, I told him that if I'm, um, I don't know. I think I was going on anesthesia, and I told him that um, that if if I wake up in pain, that I was gonna beat his butt, man. And the whole 
all the people back there in that holy room, they just bust out laughing, man. I'm like, okay, maybe I, should, I said, Doc, maybe I should have told you that crap when I, when I got when I got out of the surgery, and they bust out laughing again, man. I, I just, uh, man, you know what? On this side of life, man, it's so much fun. Um, one of the other things I would like to talk about is tackle tomorrow. Um, you know, read it. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Such a great organization. You've been involved for that for so long. Yeah, just, this, yeah. It's an after-school reading program. Um, we sponsor four schools in South Dallas, and we, you know, we we raise money to bring tutors in um, to help the teachers and to prepare for um, all the reading programs we have. Our station has been um, the highlight of our our life, man, because they supported us big time and. Um, you know, I, I know everybody got their own button. They got their own, own charities and stuff, man. But if you get a chance, just look at us. You know, it's tackletomorrow.com, man. And um, you'll see the good things we're doing. You'll see all the Cowboys, you know, Hall of Famers that show up um, for our event. Um, and they do it out of love um, and out of respect. But, you know, I hope that um, whoever listened to this can understand that, um you know, the kids are our future, man, and minorities are getting left behind because most of the kids in these schools that we work with, you know, are reading two to three grade levels behind. And um, so we got to up our game and go into the middle schools now because of the kids that um, that we couldn't get to all the way. We need to go there to be able to help them. So we got to raise more money. And, um, and I know I'm not going to ask anybody for a dime right now because, you know, Corona, Corona, she ain't playing, dog. I ain't met her. Don't want to meet her, though. But um, she ain't playing right now, and I don't want anybody to uh, put themselves in a position where where that family has to suffer. So how so how you've been adapting to all this whole pandemic? I mean, some of the things that you've done. I know your you know your 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 uh, your kids. I mean, are, are successful. I know your your youngest daughter's at Stanford. Uh, I, I believe she's what a junior, senior was a soccer player. Is a soccer player played on the national championship. But what are you guys doing to adapt to this whole social uh, distancing and this pandemic? They getting on my damn nerves. They need, <laughs> hey, we need this thing to get over with. Good lord! Or I, I, told, them, I told them I'm gonna buy some stock in a hotel so they can move into it. You know, <laughs> good lord, man! I'm like. Phew. Hey, I thank God that these knees are well so I can go outside and go for a walk. Wow. I hey, I think this is, I, you know what, um, God is punishing us by bringing our kids back, you know, because <laughs> I always told them, I, I raised you to leave, not to come back. And, I, hey, but, you know, you know what, Tony, I, 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 I'm glad they're here because I know they're safe. Uh, but, um, you know, I don't think that, you know, grown kids should be home with their parents because, you know, um, they got that way of looking at things. And um, when they ain't paying no bills, you know what, they can look at it that way, you know. Hey, Man, I, re- I can relate to you. I have two at home. They're 19 years old, and they forget who's paying for them to go to college, man, and they're still at home. <laughs> Charles, have you watched uh, any movies or anything? Like, have you, were you a Tiger King guy? I mean, like, what what have you been doing from that perspective? Um, my 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 kids have been trying to get me to watch Tiger King. I'm I'm a, um I'm a mystery guy. I like watching detective movies. I like to try to solve things before before the you know out from the clues and stuff, man. So I'm um, I'm a little bit more like that. Then I'm a big action guy. I mean, I like I like watching um. 
one man killed about a thousand people, man. You know, I, I think that's that I think that's funny. Revenge, revenge is hell, baby. Let me tell you. And I see that. Well, I think I think you you you'd be very uh intrigued by Joe Exotic on Tiger King, man. It's amazing. And uh, you know, thank God that we got that to compartmentalize and everything, but Hey, bro. Hey, Chuck, man, it's been a pleasure, man. And, and thanks for hopping on the, the 750. Uh, much love and, and, you know, stay safe as we go through this pandemic. And, you know, just uh, pitch a tent for your kids outside. <laughs> stay out there. It's good social distance. Man, it's, you know, that sun out there, they want to stay in the air condition, man. Hey, I got my house at 75. I told them it's, it's only 73 outside, but they won't go outside. Hey, you know what you need to do? You need to be part of their TikTok video because that, I, <laughs> I would love to see you do a TikTok with one of your your daughters or something. Just post something. It'd blow up. I know you're you're really not on – I guess you're on social media. But, man, if you did a TikTok, dude, that would go viral. Especially with your two new knees, man, Charles. You probably found – you found you do found the way you can dance now, brother. Hey, Tony, that's not who I am. And that's not who I'm going to become, okay? I'm, um, you know what? Um, the reason why I can't do TV because I got a very limited vocabulary. And if I stretch it too much, then they got to beep everything out, man. So, you know what? I'm just going to leave this stuff. Well, you can, you're, you're speaking of the choir when it comes to vocabulary, man. That's 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 a, the beauty of editing, man. But, hey, man, thanks a lot. Stay safe. And, hey, and I'm glad that your quality of life is better with those two new needs. Sound happy, man, and uh, God bless you, brother. God bless you, too. RJ and Tony. I love y'all. Bye. Love you, too, Charles. Huge shout-out to Charles Haley for taking the time to join us on the 750. Make sure to visit TackleTomorrow.com for more information on all the fine work that they are doing. Uh, Great conversation, great discussion. Um, You know, anytime you can get – you know, multiple guys from the 90s Cowboys together to just kind of reminisce is always very cool. And so uh, I know I enjoyed it. So I'm very certain that you did as well. Really cool. You know, I I thought it was awesome how honest Charles was about, you know, he's taking Bill Walsh, Joe Montana, etc. And, you know, kind of providing some clarity. Really cool uh, to hear how his relationship with Troy Aikman is these days and how tight, you know, those defensive linemen were as evidenced by, uh, you know, he and Tony are very close. And so it was very cool. Uh, very awesome conversation, and uh, we're uh, we're hopeful that uh, that you enjoyed it as much as we did. So uh, hey, make sure to subscribe to the Blog and the Boys podcast feed on all major podcast platforms. We will have a new episode of the Ocho giving you the latest headlines tomorrow morning, and then tomorrow afternoon you will get a new episode of Talking the Star, the first episode of Talking the Star. Now that the NFL draft is firmly in the rearview mirror, everybody, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, have yourselves a, a great day. This was the Seven Five Zero. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. 
You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement. Support for this show comes from Vanta. Dealing with loads of spreadsheets, juggling different tools, and having to do manual security checks, it can be a headache to keep up with today's compliance and security programs. Vanta is the trust management platform that wants to simplify things and bring all your trust-building efforts under one roof, making growth smoother for your whole organization. Vanta lets you automate up to 90% of compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, HIPAA, and more. Strengthen security posture and reduce third-party risk. Get $1,000 off Vanta when you go to vanta.com slash vox. That's V-A-N-T-A dot com slash vox for $1,000 off Vanta.